everybody. Welcome to the audio newsroom. This is your go-to platform for the latest in podcasting and drop-in audio news. I'm joined with my co-host, Steve Ulsher, and we will have Raven Blair Glover joining us in a second, who is also one of our co-hosts. Steve is the CEO of Podcast Magazine. I am the host of Young and Profiting Podcast and the CEO of Yap Media. It has been absolutely amazing. We've been picking up a lot of traction, and really, we decided to put on this room as your one-stop shop to get all your audio news. There's lots of different blog sites out there, websites out there, but there's really no place to listen to your audio news and have an interactive conversation. So that's the goal of this room. Steve, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and then Raven, and then let's kick it off with the news. I'm Steve Ulsher. Good morning, everyone. Good evening. Good afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. Founder, editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine and creator here of Club Pod. Really excited to kick off the audio newsroom today. And uh, Raven, over to you. Morning, everyone. This is Raven, the talk show maven. I'm the founder of Amazing Women and Men of Power Podcast Network and a profitable podcaster agency. And always excited to be here in the audio newsroom with my friend Hala and Steve. Cool. So let's get it started with the news. The first story of the day is that Apple podcasters will need to wait. So many of you guys have heard of the rollout of Apple podcast subscriptions, and that was slated to come out at the end of May. But now the release is going to be taking place in June. And the reason is because of technical glitches. So Apple says it's been delighted by the response with hundreds of submissions from publishers worldwide for their paid subscription feature, but they've been having widespread complaints since last April about problems with Podcast Connect. And in some cases, podcasts and episodes have gone missing. And in other cases, podcasters have not been able to even sign on to the system. So Apple is making additional enhancements. And essentially, they're trying to figure out these glitches so that they can roll out this paid subscription service without, you know, too many hitches or glitches. And they also announced last month that they're expanding their affiliate services program. So if you missed that news update last week, basically what that means is that now when you are promoting your show, you can create an affiliate link where other people can sell your paid subscriptions and essentially get a cut and get a commission for selling your paid subscription. So you can recruit people to sell your paid subscription show. The caveat to all this, which is also a news story that we covered recently, is that a lot of people are pirating all these paid shows on platforms like CastBox and Podcast Republic and some of these smaller apps out there, they're basically downloading the episodes and re-uploading them so people can listen for free. So lots of controversy, lots of drama in this space. Uh, Steve, Raven, anything to add to this story or do we want to move it along? I think it actually ties in nicely to our next story. But yeah, I mean, if anybody has any feedback on this or anything they want to share, feel free to raise your hand. I'm happy to bring you guys up. I'm going to save it because the next story really does tie into this nicely. But Raven, anything that you want to add before we move on no, to let's that? No, let's move it on. I want to, no, I'll okay. go to the next one with you. All right. Hala, did you want to add anything to that before we move on to the to the next story here? Nope, nope. Okay. So <clears throat> this is pretty interesting, right? And so many of you guys are familiar, of course, with the fact that Spotify has been playing a much bigger role in, in the world of podcasting. And Apple has kind of looked at podcasting, I don't want to say as an afterthought, but they just haven't really devoted all of the time and energy and resources into it that a lot of podcasters would like. Well, a new blog from Loop Ventures, which is titled Podcasts, are Apple's hobby and Spotify's career, 
is pretty interesting when you look at it as a comparison between the two companies and the recent product announcements in the podcast space. So Spotify, as you know, has really been pouring money into podcasts in the podcast industry, while Apple has really just kind of been content to, to tread water. And so Loop Ventures, if you're not familiar with them, they are a research-driven capital venture capital firm. And so in their opinion, podcasts have really kind of reached that critical mass, if you will, when you've got more than 40% of Americans age 12 and older listening to podcasts on a monthly basis. And then you look at what iTunes and Apple has done, and really what they've done since 2005, and so far as podcasting is concerned, is it's really done very little with, with the medium. And Spotify, on the other hand, of course, has been aggressively pursuing the podcast opportunity, investing hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire ad technology and exclusive content. So what Loops, and again, Loop is the name of the, the venture capital firm, and in their blog, what they said is that the strategies for really for both companies make sense because, quote, Apple's future growth or profitability does not hinge on the success of its podcast marketplace, especially when you look at the actual dollars and you'll see that the revenue that podcasting brings in for Apple, I mean, is really just a very small drop in the bucket. And so in order to, just to continue the quote here, quote, in order to achieve mid to high 30% gross margins, similar to Netflix, Spotify must add high margin revenue, which is what makes podcasts attractive. So what does all that mean? Well, Hollow, you and I will dive into that and Raven will dive into that as well. And of course, we'd love to hear from you guys and your thoughts around this as well. But really what it what it means in, in just the simplest terms is that Apple really has no vested interest in continuing to pour money into the podcast landscape. And they've kind of just had it out there as this cute little thing that's trying to help some quote unquote hobbyists, which is how it's been looked at. And Spotify is going, you know what? No, this is this is an actual industry that has legs, that has massive potential. And we're going to make this our bread and butter as opposed to just being an afterthought. And we can go into some more details on that. But let me stop there. Hala, any thoughts? I want to add some insight in terms of the growth of Spotify versus Apple in terms of people listening to podcasts on their platform. So Spotify is overtaking Apple. So, I mean, when you look at the ad market itself, right? So the podcast ad market itself is, is growing and at more than 50% this year, some people are saying that we're going to be over $1.3 billion in expected revenue. In comparison's sake, that is less than 1% of the size of Apple's total revenue for the year, right? So even at $1.3 billion, and yeah, I mean, heck, that's a lot of money. But in comparison's sake, when you're dealing with a company like Apple, it's just really a very, very small drop in the bucket. But for Spotify, which did about $9.5 billion in revenue in 2020, if they could push the podcast ad market to $10 billion in annual revenue over the next decade, which they think it's possible, and then maybe capture 50% of that share, I mean, that, that would add you know, $5 billion in annual revenue and really be quite transformative for, for the company as, as one of the many data points. Hala? Yeah, I think it makes sense. The one thing that I'll call out for Spotify, which is slightly off topic, but... I feel that Spotify downloads and listenership is a bit of hype. And the reason why is that I, I'm friends with a lot of big podcasters and we talk about our numbers. And a lot of folks 
don't get that many downloads from Spotify. So I'd love to hear from the audience, especially if you're a podcaster, like how much in terms of your podcast listenership does Spotify actually take up? Uh, Because Spotify technically has 20% of the market. So you would think that roughly Spotify should be 20% of your downloads. For me, Spotify is like, two percent of my downloads i was just gonna say i was just gonna say holla spotify is about two percent the highest i've seen in the few years i've had it has maybe once or twice hit about four percent but and i watched that across the board with my hosts and we have 35 of them and nobody's rocking spotify (laughs) yeah and i'm i'm trying to figure out like you know is it the shows that they're actually promoting, like their original content, all the shows that are getting all the downloads. Like, I'm just wondering, you know, what people are seeing. Steve, what about you? Like, do you see a lot of Spotify downloads on your side? I mean, Spotify doesn't really move the needle for us in any sort of meaningful way. But I, I, I will certainly say that if you look at the, the 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 marketplace, so to speak, that they've built, it's not really built in in favor of quote unquote the the little guy or gal. I mean, they're they're really poor, and you can see what they're doing with with obviously with Rogan with with Dak Shepard and with others. I mean, their their game plan is is not even the eighty twenty rule. I mean, it's like the ninety nine one rule where they know that ninety nine percent of their downloads are going to come from one percent of their shows. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other there, there's better platforms out there. I think for the smaller guy and gal, um, you know, Castbox being one of them, and others. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I just feel like it's really skewed. It gives a false perception for especially podcasters out there that, like, hey, Spotify is where I'm going to get 20% of my downloads. And it's really like, no, these huge shows like Joe Rogan Show, which you know, probably is like 10% of all podcast downloads to begin with (laughs) lives on Spotify and all those downloads are happening on Spotify. And so it's really the original content, I think, that is pulling a lot of these downloads and it just gives a skewed perspective for podcasters and a false hope, in my opinion, in terms of getting some Spotify downloads. And not to mention, they do have advertising opportunities on Spotify, but they really are not effective. Like I've seen clients and tested myself for thousands of dollars into Spotify ads and get very little results. So there's really not many ways to grow your show on Spotify aside from being pushed by Spotify itself as an original content and like featured in their app, which you got to know somebody. And I just feel like it's a, it's a little bit of an uphill battle. And I, I don't recommend uh, personally for podcasters to really focus too much of their time on Spotify and pushing Spotify because I just feel like Like we said, it's like kind of a rich get richer thing. But aside from that, according to all the market research, Spotify is going to surpass Apple Podcasts in terms of listenership for the first time in this year. So 28.2 million U.S. users will listen to podcasts on Spotify at least monthly compared to 28 million via Apple Podcasts. So basically, Apple and Spotify are about to be neck and neck this year in terms of listenership and downloads. I find that so interesting. I'm sorry. I just can't envision that you know it to me i would have thought spotify just you know is most people think of it as a music if they like music podcasts so that's every time i hear that that's such an interesting fact to yeah, me the other, <laughs> the other thing that i think is skewing this to be honest is playlists if there's some sort of a podcast playlist and somebody just has that playing in the background or all these get counted as downloads and then i also think spotify does a lot of like 
when something ends, it goes right into the next thing, even if you didn't ask for it. And so I think that also counts as a play. So I think that there's some stuff like bloating this data, in my opinion. I don't buy it 100%, to be honest, especially somebody who's just really paying attention into what's going on. I don't buy it. I feel like it's really bloated. But who knows? I could definitely be wrong. Um, In addition to that, one, one thing to mention in terms of Spotify surpassing Apple, when it comes to people talking about Spotify or Apple online and people typing it on social media or typing Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts on social media, there's more mentions of Spotify in general, and it's increasing at a faster rate. So the 90-day moving average of Spotify podcast mentions rose by 67% year over year, whereas Apple's rose by 45%. So in general, more people are talking about Spotify podcasts, but I also think that has to do with them innovating a lot more than Apple, where now Apple's starting to have you know more dialogue because they're starting to release all these new features. So it's super interesting. I mean, all good news, people care about podcasts, but like I said, I don't really buy the hype. Yeah, hey, I just inject something real, real quickly. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm an Android user. Apple, the Apple Podcast experience is not good as an Android user. So I think that there's a lot of Android users out there that are looking for their home where they're going to listen to podcasts. And I know personally, anecdotally, I use Spotify and I, I find it to be a good experience. However, all that being said, it's not really that dramatically different. That you know, you talk about innovation, Spotify is. It's basically the same thing as iTunes, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see which company comes out with something that's innovative and interesting and a big enough differentiator that they can really stand out. Because to me, the biggest differentiator that Spotify has is better for Android users and they have Joe Rogan, right? Like what else is the differentiator? So that's something that I think about. Yeah, points really well taken. Let's go to Latin America. All right, sweet. So Triton Digital released the April 2021 Latin America podcast report, which is, uh, well, let's just call it Latum for short here. And so uh, Triton is one of those big players in the space. And in releasing this latest report, they listed the top 100 Latin American podcasts consumed by listeners who are located in Latin America. And let me just say this, and this is going to go a little bit off topic before I I go deeper into this. You know, let me ask you a question. Are you on any of the international podcast distribution platforms because i think a lot of people forget about the fact that like we're not just american podcast consumers like there are downloads happening all over the globe and you don't need to translate your podcast to a different language in order to tap into some of those markets so uh, Mm -hmm. i just wanted can you quickly speak to that in terms of your international yeah. yeah please Of course. So I am super focused on international markets. In fact, that is one of my top priorities this year is to really grow my brand outside of the U.S. My downloads historically have been 80% U.S. And so I feel like that's a lot of room for me to kind of go toward 60% U.S. and 40% international is really what I'm looking for. And so I'm on iVox. That is the Spotify, Latin America, and Spain, and I'm actually partnering with them, and they're about to push my show, and so I should be getting a lot of new Latin American listeners, and they're actually going to be pushing my show in the U.S., so a lot of folks who uh, speak multiple languages, Spanish and English, listen to their podcasts on iVox, even Wait, though is that, in the U.S. Wait, is that I-V-O-X? 
It's I-V-O-O-X, but pronounced I-V-O-X. I-V-O-O-X. And you don't have to translate it. It's just, it's the same English. Nope, it's in oh. English. And they think that there's actually some data that <clears throat> says that 73% of Latinos listen to an English <clears throat> podcast in the last month. That was from last year in March. And 49% listen to a Spanish podcast. So more Latinos are listening to English podcasts than Spanish, most likely because there's more English podcasts out there. But a lot of Spanish speakers speak. English. They learned it in school. They speak English in college. For example, they want to get better at their English. And so they like listening to English podcasts for that's one of the reasons why. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm partnering with iVox. They're going to push my show in the U.S. markets on their app. And also they're going to be announcing some advertising services in the near future where any podcaster can basically pay to get featured in their app. So once we have that information and it rolls out officially, since I'm really close with them now, I'll definitely be releasing that information so everybody knows how to jump on that. And then aside from that, there's some Indian apps that are gaining a lot of traction. There's an app called GeoSavin. And there's also an app called Ghana, and those are pretty big. There's also an app called uh, Shimalaya in China. Um, it's pretty difficult to get your podcast on there because there's lots of restrictions in China in terms of the content that you can have. But if it's an educational, non-political podcast, you can most likely get your podcast on Himalaya. And then they have a sister company called Shimalaya. I know it sounds <laughs> funny, but those are just some of the some of the other international players that are gaining some traction. And we have an announcement about an international player later on as well. So international markets is nothing to sleep on. That's the future of podcasting. And if you want to grow and you know stand out as a podcast, that is definitely an option to do it. So Steve, back to you. Yeah, awesome. And so we'll cover a little bit of that here uh, of that in just a bit, but I, uh, I want to continue down the Latin America podcast report. And so it's interesting that the top 100 podcasts, and again, this is according to Triton Digital, uh, and their LATAM, L-A-T-A-M, podcast report, Latin America podcast report, the top 100 podcasts accounted for over 28 million downloads in total during this reporting period. And their top three podcasts, and I'm going to put on my, uh, my, my Spanish accent here, ready, was Los 40 MX Los. That, that was like a disappointment. There was like Los and then the number 40. Like there should be something else to that. But MX, which is from La Corneta, which is pre Radio, which had over 830,000 downloads. The second most popular was Leyendas Legendarias, which was from Sonoro ATC with over 700,000 downloads. And the third most popular podcast in Latin America is Titalarias Deportivos, which is going to be about sports from Grupo Blue Radio with over 300,000 downloads downloads. And so it's interesting to see, and iHeartMedia is really picking up and starting to launch a new podcast network called My Cultura, which is all about elevating Latinx voices and stories. And then you're seeing people like Lynn manuel Miranda and Eva Langoria and, and, and others coming into the podcast space. And now it's been a big thing here in, in Hollywood, of course, and it's been even a big thing in the in the Latin and Latinx culture as well, which of course begs the question, and maybe at some point here on the in the audio newsroom we'll cover the topic of celebrities and having podcasts. And is that a good thing or a bad thing for the industry in and of itself? And that's uh, perhaps a conversation for another day. But I think a lot of us, at least we should be keeping in mind and remembering the fact that Latinos represent 18% of the U.S. population or more than 60 million people and they are listening to podcasts more than ever. And a quarter of Latinos aged 18 and up have listened to a podcast in the last month, according 
to Edison Research in the report that they just uh, published last year, and also found that the majority of Latinos started listening to podcasts within the last year. So there's a really, really, really good solid opportunity here for those who potentially can service and and cater to uh, the Latin Latinx market. And so whether it's, uh, you know, some of the bigger shows that you see in Mexico or Brazil, et cetera, there's just a lot of really interesting opportunities there. Hala, uh, any thoughts on that? And then, yeah, of course, sorry, Mark Adam I, and, uh, and others who are here would love to hear from you as well. I just want to say if there's any podcasters out there that speak Spanish and English, I think that there's such a big opportunity for like a Spanglish type podcast or potentially a podcast, some sort of a solo show where you do it in English and Spanish or even just Spanish, but being an American, like doing it in America as a, as a U.S. citizen doing a Spanish podcast. I just feel like there's so much opportunity because there's really not that many Spanish podcasts out there. So there's less competition. And a lot of these companies are looking for that type of talent. So iHeart just launched a Latin American network. iVox is basically pushing for original content where they'll sponsor your show, basically, if you come with them, to them with a great idea. So I would definitely, if I was somebody who spoke Spanish, I would really be thinking about this opportunity and trying to figure it out because I think that it's just wide open. Yeah. So and to that end, to that end I mean, so for a, for a white middle-aged Jewish guy who speaks really poor Spanish, do you think there's a market and opportunity there for that? What do you think? <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, Raven, what about you? Well, I'm actually looking into some software that will turn my English podcast <laughs> into Spanish. I started looking at this about a month ago because I had read how, you know, the advertising dollars are going to soar in that market. And um, I think it's interesting. I, I, I want to do a test and just see if people do listen to it. Although I think in that report, it mentioned that most of them listen to U.S. podcasts, I believe. So, But I'm, look, I'm thinking about getting this software, testing it out, and seeing how it does. So it does have my curiosity and I think it's definitely going to be great for those people that that speak both languages um, in terms of maybe you kind of set aside reaching that Latino market for and just focus mostly on, you know, English. But I think uh, we're missing something there. I was surprised that they said that the podcast went up in the, what was that, in the past year or something is where they noticed that uh, most Latinos was listening to podcasts in the past year. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, it's it's growing really fast. I think that it just, you know, the, the market is maturing for podcasts. And so like Steve mentioned earlier today, it's, it's hit the mainstream for just regular Americans. And now I think Latin America is like the next boom and growth phase in this industry. Something else I just want to really point out in terms of educating every podcaster out there, you can advertise for your podcast in other countries. And there's multiple ways that you can do this. There's platforms out there that offer geo-targeting podcast reads. So Podbean Ad Marketplace, for example. I think there's so many different platforms out there, but Podbean Advertise Marketplace, you can basically say like, hey, I want to promote my show on these specific podcasts only in these countries or cities and basically geo-target and test to see if Latin American listeners like listening to your show. The other thing, like I mentioned, is iVox is going to be providing opportunities. And then there's other platforms where you can do 
international media buys where you're targeting specific countries outside of the U.S. So there's plenty of opportunity if you get creative and really do your research to advertise in these markets. So I just wanted to call that out. We do have a lot of folks on stage. And then make sure you guys are following Club Pod. This is the number one podcast club on the app. And if you want a free subscription, Steve, where do they go? Tell us about the free subscription. Sure. For uh, for Podcast Magazine, just as a way of saying thank you for hanging out here in Club Pod, which we love you and appreciate you for it. We invite you to grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine at clubpod.club. It's a private backdoor link we give out to you as a way of saying thank you for being here with us. So yeah, clubpod.club. And uh, if you're not a a subscriber to Podcast Magazine, we'd love to have you join us for the journey for free. Awesome. All right, Adam, I saw that you rose your hand. You've been on stage for a while. What did you want to contribute to the conversation? I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just on the international thing, you know, with all the platforms like StreamYard and Restream that have made video podcasting super, super accessible, tools like Adobe Premiere now have captioning built into them, which, from what I understand, will be uh, in the near future also starting to support uh, multi-languages as well. So, you know, using subtitles in your in captioning in your in your video podcast is another great way to make it, I think, accessible, you know, for multiple languages as well. I think that's a really great point. And one of the thoughts that I had was, you know, if I do grow my subscriber base in Latin America significantly, I will probably start offering my transcripts in Spanish just in case they didn't get something, they didn't understand something in the podcast. They can always look at the transcript and I can mention that in my episode, like, hey, this is also available, uh, the transcripts available in Spanish, you can follow along in case that's helpful. I think being accessible like that is going to be more and more important as we go on. So I do see that we have a lot of pro podcasters on the stage. We've got Adam Posner, we've got Brendan, Kate. We're talking about the Latin American market. If you guys want anything to add, just flash your mic. Happy to hear from you guys. But for now, we're going to go to Abdul Rahman. Uh, You've been on stage for a while. What did you want to contribute to the conversation? Hello, hello, how are you? I hope you are doing great. How's everything? I hope everything was great with you. Yeah, so I can resonate with that where podcast is growing yeah, in iBox. Because even me, I list already my podcast in iBox and in Japan and Japan or India. And I agree with you, like even in China, it's growing very fast, especially since the last five years. For example, even beside Himalaya, there is other soft, two software, what's called Lizzie FM and King Ting FM. I know they are hard of the hell that you have to you have to you have to get a translator where you can we have to translate by Google where you can enlist in these other two platforms. However, you just not need to not want to mention also besides only Latino, there is also in the Middle East. The Middle East is the third growing market, especially in Arabic context. There are lots of material now start growing down in the last two years in the podcasting year in the Middle East, especially for Arabic speaking. For example, mm-hmm. like uh, and Rami and Potisi and I mean, sorry, I mean, uh, and Rami and there is other software, I forget the name of the other software, but I nest on that in the Middle East is really growing up. It's a third growing market. So I don't have to think people should think globally. I'm myself, my podcast is from the Middle East and from Dubai. I already enlisted, like I enlisted in all other platforms. Even like, even to me, for to be honest, my listener is from the, to be honest, it's from the, the biggest listeners from the United States, not from other countries. But the second listening are all from the Middle East. Even there is another software, I forget the name. I forget it. Now they start even translating English podcast to Arabic. They are starting subtitles. They are starting partnering up with some podcaster to partnership some podcast to Arabic because Arabic material is really amazing and it's needed there. So this is yeah. the answer. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think we do need to think about this globally. I think that also in general, I think there's less competition. So if you speak another language, I think no matter what language that is, aside from English, you'll probably be better, like, you know, fare pretty well, because Mm -hmm. I just think there's less competition for non-English podcasts in general and lots of demand. I'd love to get more insight in terms of if people in the Middle East actually like listening to English podcasts, because I think you'll have trouble if you try to market your podcast in a place where they don't want to listen to English content. I think the reason why we're really focused on Latin America is because it's been proven through data that they like listening to English podcasts. And I think that there's lots of countries out there, like, for example, Singapore, like there's countries that do business in English and people are really you know, used to hearing English, watching English TV. Those are the types of markets that we would most likely go after. But I think those are great points and definitely need to continue to do research on international players. Let's move it along to the next story, Raven. Tell us about how social audio is winning. I'd love to hear it. Yes, Hala. Social audio is definitely winning. In fact, the University of Gothenburg and Stanford University found in a recent study that a high frequency of video calling can cause general social, emotional, visual, and motivational fatigue. And people are just loving audio more because they don't have to look at themselves on video and self-evaluate and scrutinize themselves. They call it the mirror effect. And this can be particularly intense for women. Yeah, I'll say that. (laughs) You can combat this, they say, with self-hide options available in Zoom and, and Google Meet. But the bottom line is people are just not, you know, they're finding it. They don't have to get dressed. They don't have to worry about makeup. They don't have to worry about eye contact. And they can be in their pajamas, you know, and relax and just communicate, which is what people are starving for nowadays, you know, just to have that conversation. They don't really need to look at themselves to do it. So I'm just curious how everybody else feels. Do you feel like um, this has been something that has helped you in audio or do you like video? What about you, Steve? I know uh, you always wearing the the rough man look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, um, that's to hide my beautiful complexion. So no, I don't, I don't want to make anybody jealous with, with my soft, supple skin. So, I mean, look, the reality is I can see why social audio has, has absolutely taken off in the way that it has. There's so many things to love about it. At the same token, uh, you can see what's going on with YouTube, and and, and so I just want uh, just wanted to be clear here. Like to me, this is this is really a perfect example of coming from an uh, from a mindset of abundance, right? From the standpoint of when you look at what's going on, even in video, those numbers continue to rise. In other in in terms of video consumption, so social audio has found its place. And I believe that what we are witnessing right now is actually the birth of a brand new industry, an industry that we should not look at as a flash in the pan, an industry that we can't look at and go, oh, geez, you know, I had a clubhouse room yesterday and had a thousand people in it. And then today I've got 12. Like, what the hell's going on here? And maybe this thing is just a fad. It's going away. No, social audio is here to stay for all of the reasons that you mentioned and because of the fact that we there's so many trends that are converging right now that lean in favor of social audio being a, a an ongoing part 
of the social discussion, the interaction amongst you know people from across the globe who share interests, who want to be educated, who want to be informed, who want to be entertained, etc., but don't necessarily need to go through a high, through a full blown high production type of process in order for that to happen. So when you just look at the convergence of trends, there's no doubt at all why social audio is winning here and why it will continue to win as we move forward, because people want to connect. They want to do so in a way that doesn't involve high value, high production, and all the things that take place with video. But at the same token, let's not sit here and say that video isn't also a viable channel as well to share your mission and message. It just is that social audio has been added to it much in the same way that if you look at the other media in terms of uh, film, as an example, the VCR didn't kill the movie theater. Streaming didn't kill the movie theaters. COVID kind of did a number on it. But, you know, the reality is it's just going to raise the tide on everyone. And if you invested in AMC stock over the last few uh, weeks here, you've done pretty good. But that's that's a conversation for another day as well. Yeah, I just have a couple things to add. First of all, when people say Clubhouse is dying, I'm happy to report that yesterday I had my biggest room of all time. Yay! I had 6,000 people in and out, 1,200 people oh, in at one time. Minute, we we got to give you a clap. Oh, we got that. I got it. I got it. I got it. That's like, all right, that's about enough of that. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people who definitely came on the app, a lot of hype in the beginning or just excitement in the beginning. And now, yeah, like it's the people who are consistent and who bring quality shows are going to keep winning on this app. It's like, yeah, you're not going to be able, not any Joe Schmo can open up a room and get 500 people anymore. You actually need to have good content and keep people coming and have consistency and, and all of that, have a great format, you know, prepare for your show, all those things. I just feel like, it will stick around. It's just going to be a little bit more difficult to get some traction in big rooms. It's going to be more effort. And anything that's worth something takes effort. And so I just think that you've got to have a long-term strategy and, and it's not a quick win anymore like it was uh, in the beginning. So something else I just want to just take note in this study that came out. So the study that Raven just talked about that was from Stanford University in terms of why video can be cognitively draining. So essentially, it's a lot of looking at ourselves. So when we have a conversation in person, we're not seeing ourselves. We're just seeing the other person. We're just focused on, on the other person. When we see ourselves on video, it causes a lot of self-evaluation. It causes a lot of scrutiny. It's called the mirror effect, and it's especially intense for women. So I find myself having to deal with this all the time. I hop on a Zoom call and I'm just like, oh, I look like shit today, or oh, you know, my hair doesn't look good, or let me fix my hair. And it's really distracting. And so sometimes I prefer to just turn my video off and just listen and participate. And I feel like it's actually more productive, especially in a business meeting, to not have your videos on. Maybe, you know, maybe we can come up with a new thing where we say hi for two minutes with our videos on and then turn them off. Because I just think it also keeps you trapped. You're like sitting at your desk. It's just terrible. The other thing is that there's a lot of close-up eye contact. And that's also super unnatural. And the brain processes that as invasion of space. And so it should either lead to mating or fighting. So that's interesting. <laughs> Invading of space. Never thought yeah. about it like that. And did you notice the research also said that frequent video conferences can sap your brain and delete your energy? I was surprised at that. 
I really was. I mean, I can believe it because I'm personally so sick of these video calls. I just love having (laughs) an app like this where we can talk on the go. I like being able to walk around my house when I'm in meetings, multitask. I just feel like nobody has time to be sitting down glued to their chair on a video call when we're not even in person together. I just feel like it's played out. So Mm. I want to hear from everybody. Raise your hand. If you prefer audio calls over video, raise your hand. I'd love to take a poll with the audience. If you prefer audio over video, raise your hand. Yeah, lots of people. Cool. Well, I guess everybody has a similar vibe. So, Steve, do you want to take the next story? Do you want to talk about Deezer Go and prepaid plans? Steve, is there a way that I could just give a shout out to you? I would love if you did. Please do. Thank you, because I have the pleasure of being in your audio domination class, and you're the first person that I have noticed who's ever said, okay, I'm going to start teaching right now, so if everyone could please mute themselves and turn off their video, and I have noticed how much more attentive I've been to the content, which is awesome anyway, so I just wanted to say, just to coincide with what everyone's been saying. And I really appreciate that you've done that. And I am excited for when I get to model that when I have a course. So I just wanted to say thank you. Cool. I didn't even ask you to do that. So thank you for coming in and and saying what you've said. Thank you for that. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So yeah. How it, so cool, please. Steve. Well, I'm something. I don't, I don't know. It depends on That's the, why you've been my mentor for the past few years. You're all that bag of chips and some <laughs> on the side. I keep telling oh, well, I appreciate that. And, awesome, uh, and yeah. it depends on the day because my wife may not always agree with you, but there you go. Um, at least on this day. So yeah, let's, um, where do you want to go with this? We've got so many stories and we've coming up on the top of the hour. What, yeah. what, do, well, what do you think we should do here? Cause we got like 12 stories left, but we only got like 15, minutes left. Well, I definitely want to talk about Deezer Go because I feel and potentially the Shimalaya since we have been talking about international apps. But we do have Uday here on the stage. Uday, did you have something quick that you wanted to contribute to the conversation? I just want to make sure that we're respecting the fact that you came on stage and you rose your hand. I actually had a couple of doubts if you guys could clear it out for me. Sure. Is it about audio news? So yeah, I just ventured into podcasting. I'm from India. So we basically went into, you know, covering English football because uh, the eyeballs for the same are a lot in India. But the problem is initially we got a lot of engagement for the same. But I just wanted to understand, uh, do you guys think it's because of the language barrier being a problem that people prefer Hindi as a language over English? Or do you think that it's just because maybe the content isn't good enough because we, we got a good engagement in, initially. Uh, we've been into it since the past six months. And we've kind of hit a rut. So I was just trying to like gain some insight into that. Yeah. Is your podcast in Hindi or English? And do you have it on like... No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's in English and we cover football. English football, Indian football, like football all, all over the world. Yeah, I would say my suggestion to you, this is not the... We do podcast office hours every single Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And that's where I cover a lot of these types of individual questions about your personal podcast. But happy to just give you some insight. I would recommend do your podcast in Hindi because there's less competition. And I would focus on those apps and, and securing the, the Hindi markets. And also because I feel that people who like to listen to podcasts in English, they want a native English speaker because it's just easy easier for them to understand and everything like that. So my guidance would be do it in Hindi and capture that market. But thank you so much for your question. So Steve, let's move it along to the next story. Do you want to cover Deezer Go? 
All right, so let's talk about DeezerGo. And so the mobile network, Tim, which is for Telecom Italia, which is the first operator to really include music streaming in its offers. What they're looking to do is really strengthen its partnership with Deezer and once again offer the service and prepaid plans free of charge. And so Tim, again, which is the Telecom Italia here, the beta digital is going to have what they call Deezer Premium for new and current users. And it's really the first in the world to have a version of the product that excludes advertising and gives unlimited and free access to thousands of songs. And so last year, Brazil was the biggest uh, music market in Latin America, driven mainly by the 37-odd percent increase in streaming revenues. And so during the pandemic, Deezer registered roughly 30% growth in use of the platform. And so therefore, this country will be the only one to receive the Deezer Go uh, product uh, initially here. And... Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. Um, Holly, do you want to expand uh, on this a little bit? But uh, Deezer Go is one of those things where it's like there's so much going on. It's, a, it's hard to keep up with everything. But this seems like it's really interesting and exciting. Yeah, I think the one thing I'll call out is that they're going to include podcasts. So that's why we're talking about yeah. it. They're, they're going to be including podcasts. And so this is, from my understanding, Deezer Go is in Italy. And so this is another international app that you want to make sure your podcast is on. So that's the main takeaway for me is I need to tell my team, make sure my podcast is on Deezer Go and check if they have any sort of collaboration opportunities, whether that's advertising, feature podcast, if they want to collab, whatever it is. I feel like that's the main takeaway is make sure your podcast is on Deezer Go. And that's spelled D-E-E-Z-E-R and then capital G-O. So pretty interesting. I'm definitely going to be looking into it. So the other news story related to international podcast apps. So I was mentioning an app called Shimalaya, and that's spelled X-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, but it's pronounced Shimalaya. And apparently they were going to go IPO. They were going to go public. And that would have been huge because everybody would have started to hear about Shimalaya. Not many podcasters know about it. Not many people in America know about it. But apparently the Chinese authorities reportedly have pressured podcast and audio app Shimalaya to scrap its plans for an IPO in the U.S. and list Hong Kong instead as they tighten a grip on tech companies. So essentially, you know, they're going to potentially go list their company and go public in Hong Kong and not the U.S. So that's the story over there. And it is interesting, right, because when you look at the Chinese and how influential they are just in terms of the number of people and there's over 1.3 billion people in, in China right now. And so needless to say, you know, between Hong Kong and China and so on, I mean, that there's a tremendous amount of influence that goes hand in hand with having that many people. Right. And so when the Chinese government steps in and basically says, yeah, this is something we want you to do here on our home turf, as opposed to taking that listing and, and putting it on one of the U.S. stock exchanges, That's actually pretty interesting for the industry as a whole, because it shows that the Chinese government is at least paying attention to what's going on in the world of podcasting. What does that mean? I don't know. But what I do know is that if they're paying attention, I think at the end of the day, that's probably not a bad thing insofar as podcast and audio consumption is concerned. 
So it should be, uh, I, I would say, you know, just in, it, we're having sort of a kind of an international flavored discussion here today. You may want to keep an eye on what's going on in that particular market, especially if you speak Mandarin. We talked a little bit earlier, uh, right, about those who might be able to do a, a, a podcast where uh, it's it's a combination of English and Spanish. Well, what if you can do something for for uh, you know for those who speak Mandarin or, or one of the other languages? I mean, that's pretty interesting too, given the number of people that are in those markets. Scaling yeah. in internationally, I mean, it's it's amazing what's happening right now. Okay, so let's move it along to the next story. Raven, do you want to cover the next story about the Cube? Yeah, the Cube app elevates black, brown, queer, and trans people of color creatives, increases diversity within the podcast industry. And in celebration of Pride Month, E3 Radio, an online radio station playing queer and independent R&B hip-hop music, announced yesterday the concept launch of Cube. And Cube is basically a new streaming app of music and podcasts produced by black and brown and queer and queer and trans people of color. I really like this story that, uh, you know, that they are going to have this amazing um, channel. This one-of-a-kind streaming app will provide a diverse audience, creative control, and the ability to build financial wealth, ownership, equity, and longevity. Cube kicked off the campaign yesterday and hosted a free virtual concert featuring prominent LGBT, TQ and talent with 100% of donations going towards the fundraiser. I actually think this is a it's an amazing story. I was glad to see it. I mean, I love all the things that's happening now as far as, you know, podcasting and, you know, these different apps that are, are streaming apps that are putting people everywhere and giving everybody an opportunity to have a voice and a platform where they can have like-minded people and they can feel comfortable in their own skin and and do their thing. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited about it too, because I think podcasts for a long time has been dominated by like white men. Like if you think about it, all the big podcasters are white men. A lot of the people who listen to podcasts are white men. We had somebody from Chartable on here, I think last week, and he was saying how historically podcast listeners are white males at white educated males and he when we talked about demographic information he laughed and said it's, it's pretty boring it's it's just white males listening to podcasts like that's basically the summary that he gave us so it's interesting i think there's lots of room to grow for listenership that ranges all different types of people nationalities sexual preferences i think there's lots of opportunity for podcast niches, podcast hosts who fit the bill for these types of people. So, Steve, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I know you're like a pro at... Because I'm a white man? That's why you want to hear my thoughts? Because I'm a white man? I get it. That's fine. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Yes, Mark. Hey, Steve. Mark, save me. Mark, save me. Can I jump in? Please, save me. Save me. Save me. I wanted to save you. For one thing, um, I did not catch the episode with the Chartable guy because I would disagree with him because I know quite a few of my uh, brothers and sisters actually listen to the uh, 
podcast on a regular basis. So I actually think that there's a big market of folks that are listening that are in our neighborhoods, but you know, maybe they're not going to Charitable. Maybe we're not actually telling the folks that we're listening, but I know that I listen. I know a number of other folks listen as well. So I think we need to do a better job of uh, finding out how to get to that demographic. So that's one of the things I was going to add because I've heard that as well. And I'm glad about this app and everything, because as you were saying that, I was going like, I know some people that are in that space because here in Durham, North Carolina, there's a very active LGBT community and some of them have their own podcast. And I was going like, I wonder if they know about it. They probably don't. I wonder if they know how to get involved in it. They probably don't. So if anybody knows how they can get involved on the app, please let me know and I will pass the information on to them. Because like I said, even though it's supposed to be for us in the African-American brown community and everything, I'm thinking a whole lot of people probably have no clue that it exists or how to get involved in it. So that's one of the things that I was going to add. And even coming back to the Chinese story, and that's what I was going to jump in in on earlier. And I'm sorry I didn't unmute myself, but you know, life, you still got to do household chores and all of that. So the laundry machine was running and everything. And I know y'all did not want to hear that in the uh, background. So that being said, I'm wondering, do I need to cater some of my shows toward that large Chinese and Indian crowd? Do I need to go and start trying to find me some guests that fit into that crowd? Because I think I've only done one and that was on my regular podcast. And that was actually an interesting show because it was about the Chinese uh, New Year celebration that they do here. And this was before the pandemic. So we were actually interviewing the folks and there was definitely a language barrier because I was trying to ask them questions. They were sitting there looking at me cross-eyed like, because there was no translate translator on that. So probably need some translator apps as well if we're going to go after that audience. So that's just some immediate thoughts. I'm glad to jump in here. Y'all know I love this podcast and network and definitely Club Pod. So I just popped in and thought I'd give my two cents worth. Thanks, Mark. Steve, did you add some? I see you unmuting. So I'll let you go first and then I'll chime in. Yes, I'd like to speak on behalf of, of all white men uh, that <laughs> and all white people that, that uh, listen to podcasts, if I can if I can be so bold. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, <laughs> when you look at the, the industry of, of itself, when you look at some of the originators and the people that have kind of put the, the, the podcast world on the map, I mean, you look at Rogan, you look at Mark Maron, you look at some of the kind of the OGs, Adam Curry and, and, and so on. And yeah, it's been dominated by a lot of white males over the years. But the, the beautiful part of, and the beautiful thing that we're really seeing now, especially as we move into June and so much of the celebra- celebration, you know, in Pride Month here. I mean, just the, the voices that are being heard are, are so just, especially in Podcast Magazine, as we look to cover more and more types of shows from different people from all different genres. I'll say that the future is very bright for everyone who is not a white male in the industry of podcasting. And I I just love seeing all the shows uh, that are coming out. And and I love seeing the diversity and the the listenership continue to really take hold. If I may be heard on that topic, please, Hala, is that okay? Sure. Yeah, I'm a podcast owner. And actually, my audience caters to the African music market and Africa industry as a whole. And there is quite a a strong movement and a strong listenership of my podcast. It's actually been also streamed internationally on the continent as well on radio stations. So sometimes I wonder the sources of some of this data because I happen to also be a member of the press, full-time fashion entertainment lawyer, and also a publisher and member of the press. And sometimes I wonder if the rhetoric is sort of skewed to say things that don't necessarily bear out because I would be curious of the source of, of who they're polling, how many of the statistics indeed are pointing to that. Because 
podcasters are all over the globe and they're from all kinds of works of life and the numbers are showing that as well. So that's that's very interesting data and I'm not sure that I agree with it. I'm Mitsuruaka. Yeah, so here's some things that I want to kind of preface so you guys can understand why the data may be showing that most podcast listeners, and I don't have the exact data points on hand. I'm just kind of remembering something off the cuff that somebody from Chartable told us. So when you think about it, there's a lot of podcasts that dominate most of the podcast listens out there. So like we were mentioning earlier with the Spotify thing, like Joe Rogan has like an enormous show, Jordan Harbinger, like there's lots of podcasters out there who have been doing it for 12 years, who are white males, whose audience is mostly white males, and they're dedicated listeners, and they are acquiring a lot of downloads and kind of like, I think, skewing the results a bit in that way. So you've got to realize that there's some huge, huge shows that have a lot of the market share in terms of audience listeners and downloads. And so that's definitely skewing the results. For me, I think that's like a, a key point there. And we're not saying that there's no black podcasters or no black listeners. We're not saying that at all. It's just that right now, according to the data, there's more white listeners. And the other thing is that something like Chartable. So Chartable is a site that provides podcast rankings. You need to sign up for Chartable and essentially opt in to get your podcast on this ranking platform. So not every podcast is automatically on Chartable. You need to sign up and submit your podcast. So there's a chance that maybe some of these smaller podcasts, newer podcasts don't know about Chartable and haven't signed up. And maybe it's just some more of the the podcast with white listenership signing up to it. So I think that's another factor as well. So I just wanted to call those two things out. But I totally agree. I think the market is shifting. And I think more diverse podcasts, like even my podcast, I'm really proud that I'm a non-white person who's doing really well in this space. And I hope to inspire other people and be a role model for that. And hopefully things change. Mark, I see you unmuted. What do you have to say? Yeah, I was just going to add, because I was agreeing with what you're saying, more of us need to get on Chartable and some of these platforms so that we can be ranked if that's something that's important for folks and things of that nature. But what I was going to add is that um, I remember when uh, sports radio was like a really big thing, and I know this isn't podcasting, but it's kind of a parallel, and Sirius and all of those networks were out there. And if you listen to the media, you would have thought the same thing, that Sirius and a lot of those uh, kind of radio stations, the satellite radio, was very very much of a white thing. And I can tell you that my younger brother and his whole crew were listening on a regular basis and calling on a regular basis. So I still think that as uh, somebody else was saying in the room, that it's definitely a media question as well. So the media needs to do a better job of reporting on the diversity Mm -hmm. of podcasting. 100%. 100%. And then in terms of your question, Mark, you were saying, should I should I cater my podcast to these markets and change the content? I wouldn't change your content necessarily. And I would also caution about focusing too much on China, because like I said, it's actually really hard to get your podcast on those apps. They have a lot of restrictions in terms of the content. And so that might be like a wasted effort. But in terms of Ghana and Latin America, for sure, get your podcast on all of those players, GeoSavin, Ghana, uh, iVox, make sure you're on all those international players and then potentially, you know, trans, uh, you know, translate your transcriptions, some of the stuff that we were talking about to support them. But I wouldn't go too far to change your content. I would just try to maximize your visibility on those apps. That's my opinion, at least. No, I agree with you. And we're actually the uh, main podcast that I do 
trade talk with Dean and Mark. We're actually on GeoSovin, and we were actually quite pleased when we got on there, and it's actually boosted our listenership, and we didn't even know that it was going to go there to India. So I know that Dean, when he gives the whole rundown at the end of the show, he oftentimes mentions that we're on all the uh, all the you know, as they say, all the major platforms that you can be on, whether that's uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, but we also mentioned GeoSovin. I wasn't aware of Ghana and the other one, so definitely if somebody wants to send the DM, as we like to say here on ClubPod, and let me know how to get those, we will gladly add those as well. I did have a quick question. I know I might be asking too much, but what about the streaming shows? Because we've got, I know I'm part, and I know y'all know this, of a streaming network. We're not necessarily on any of those platforms in the streaming platform. We're dependent on Facebook, YouTube, and all of that, and we haven't really got into the network. So, And I think that that might be a mistake on my boss's part, well, the boss of that network, I should say. But I was just wondering, do you think it's even possible for the streaming shows to get on, say, the tune-ins, the Apple plays, and all of that? Because I know that, as best I can tell, they've not been making that play. Yeah, what you're going to need to do is download that audio and then re-upload it to a podcast platform. So a lot of these platforms that allow you to multi-stream, like Restream, for example, you can then download the audio and then upload it to a separate podcast channel. And then that will take you to the podcast apps like you're talking about Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and they're IAB certified. Live stream shows, unfortunately, are not IAB certified. So you can get sponsorships for them, but it's just a lot different. And so live streaming and podcasting are totally different things. And and you kind of need to treat them a little separately, but you can leverage the same content for both channels if that helps. That does help. And that's pretty much what I've been doing with the shows that I do for them, because actually Dean created a separate network for us. And it includes my live streaming shows in audio version. So we do have them on audio version, but I don't know that the network has picked up to what I've been doing. So mm. I need to like twist their arms and get them to realize that they yeah, can do yeah. that also. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, Mark. We appreciate your contribution. I do see we have Priya on stage. I did want to give Priya an opportunity to contribute if she had something to say in regards to some of the stories that we talked about today. Priya, what did you want to contribute? Hi, Hala. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to speak and bringing me on the stage. I have a podcast called Her Story, Her Way. I'm, I feel like I'm getting majority of my traction currently on Spotify. I do have it on sort of Ghana.com. And my RSS feed is is embedded in a platform called Spreaker. So I'm actually not sure whether my Ghana.com downloads are actually showing up. And also, how is it possible to get more visibility on these um, international apps? Like, what things can can I, as a, as a podcast host and creator, do to increase my visibility on those platforms? Okay. So if you, when you claim your podcast on Ghana, typically, I feel like you have to submit your RSS feed. So if you submitted your RSS feed, that's connected to Spreaker, then you should be good. But I'm not familiar with that hosting provider. And it could be that Spreaker just has poor analytics and is not showing you that you have any downloads on that app. Or it could be that nobody downloaded anything off of Ghana yet. And so that's why you're not seeing it in your hosting provider. But if you submitted the same RSS feed that you found in your hosting to Ghana, then it should be the same podcast. And then in terms of feature opportunities for Ghana, 
you know, there's no advertising opportunities as of yet, but something that you can do is like add the podcast button to your website for Ghana to let people know that you're on Ghana to geotarget people in India using service like Podbean ad marketplace. You can advertise your podcasts on podcasts that are popular in India. There's lots of different strategies. You do have to get a little bit creative. There's nothing public in terms of advertising on Ghana, but if you have something that you think their listeners will be particularly interested in, reach out, shoot your shot, email email the team over at Ghana. I mean, I did that. I'm, I'm partnering with them. And it's all about asking. If you don't ask, you'll never know. So Steve, any any thoughts for uh, Priya? No, I mean, I thought your advice was was pretty sage. And uh, and again, a lot of what we've got going on here in Club Pod throughout the week and, and all the different rooms are these sort of questions here in the audio newsroom. We do try to focus specifically on the stories going on at hand, uh, but definitely on, on the advice and marketing and sales and strategy and tactics and tools and all that fun stuff. Uh, make sure you guys put your thumb on that little greenhouse and join us here in Club Pod. We got rooms going pretty much 24-7. And uh, these are the types of questions we, we love to answer uh, in, in, in some of the different rooms as well. Hey, uh, awesome. Steve and Hala, I just had a quick question to Priya's question, which is actually that's how we got on GeoSaven was through Spreaker, because Spreaker actually teamed up with GeoSaven and made them one of their destination sites and everything. I don't know that they've done that with Ghana yet. So like I said, I'm just now hearing about Ghana.com. So Priya and anybody else might want to also reach out to the Spreaker team and see if they thought about that partnership, because they're the ones that are partnered with GeoSaven. And that's why some of us are now on GeoSaven. Mm, very good point. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the audio newsroom. As I mentioned earlier, you guys can catch this room every single Wednesday. We're going to start it at 3 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. So keep that in mind. We're going to test out a new time, 3 p.m. Eastern. If you guys enjoyed the show and you want the notes, go ahead and DM me your email. The team will send you the notes. We send them each and every week. Steve, any last thoughts before we close? I just want to say we really appreciate everybody hanging out and being here with us in the audio newsroom. This is our third week of doing this as we get our, our sea legs, so to speak, under us and really just trying to figure out what makes the most sense to do here. Of course, we'd love to hear from you directly. Feel free to reach out via DMs either to myself or to Hala and share your thoughts on the audio newsroom, things that you would like to hear. And... This is a work in progress. So thank you for your patience as we uh, as we try to get this dialed in and uh, just really playing with different formats and different stories and keeping the conversation flowing. And, uh, and of course, we love having you guys here as a part of the conversation as well. So thank you to everybody who raised your hand. Thank you to everybody who came up on stage to share your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I just really appreciate uh, your team and, uh, and everything that you guys are, are putting into this on, uh, on the daily here for the Auto Newsroom. Yep. I echo those sentiments. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next week on Wednesday. And with that, we're signing off. Have a great day. Take care, everybody. 